This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Back by no one's demand but our own, and from our home office here in the Gulch in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, it is the 615 Sessions, brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Buck Rising here with you on this Tuesday. Thrilled to be here with you, even there, even, even there, even though there is no football content to discuss, we are going to have our friend Alan Bell of 247 Sports, managing editor for their NFL content on. We're going to chat. I miss my friend Alan. I haven't had him on since I was doing radio, and so I look forward uh, to catching up with him and talking all things off-season uh, with Alan. So we look forward to that. Also, Adam Rank of the NFL Network has all of you pissed off because he picked the Titans to go 3-13 and and one of those stupid little prediction things, and I'm going to tell you why it doesn't matter. We will do that after we speak to our friend Alan Bell of 247 Sports. So without further ado, let's get right to that. Back here on the 615 Sessions, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports, Nashville.com. Buck Rising, still here with you on this Tuesday in the NFL wasteland that is their summer vacation, uh, but very excited to have one of my good friends from when I used to do radio, Alan Bell, 247 Sports, at Alan Bell on Twitter. Buddy, I missed you. Buck, I miss you, buddy. It's good to hear your voice, man. <laughs> What's new in the world of, uh, of Alan Bell? Why are you feuding with Giants fans on Twitter? <laughs> well, you know what? I have nothing against the Giants at all. You know what? Lovely organization. You know how it is, though. Sometimes on Twitter, man, people just come at you. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to beat them back. So nothing against, you know, personally against anybody. But when the trolls line up, sometimes you just have to take out a stick, you know, and just push them back a little bit. Nothing too, you know, violent, anything like that. But, you know, just let them know, hey, you're not going to do it over here. Do it on somebody else's feed. Nothing makes me happier, Alan. Like, like de- a-, a deleted tweet is better to me than any drug that could ever be invented. Like, it is, it, it is such a feeling of vindication when I make somebody go back and delete what kind of foolishness that they've sent me. Uh, and it's fun to give people the Twitter hands every once in a while. Oh, I know. You know, it really is. And, so, and I mean, you know, sometimes you have to do it because, like, I mean, you're, dude, you're one of the nicest guys there is, right? Like, I could not see how anyone, like, legit, like, I mean it. Like, I could not see how anyone would have a problem with you or anything you tweet whatsoever. And I know you look at those mentions and you're like, is this guy kidding me? Like, is he, re- does this person really believe this? And you're like, okay, it's enough. Now I got to knock him back, put him back down. Uh, but that's like, you know, that's like, what, 1% to 2% of people? Like, 98% of people are awesome. Like, that's what I love about Twitter is just being able to talk to anybody at any time. You know what I mean? It's always like the 1% that ruins it for everybody. Uh, it's, it, it shows that we haven't seen each other in some time, Alan, because clearly you've forgotten how mean and nasty I can be if you think that I'm actually <laughs> one of the nicest people you know. But flattery will get you everywhere, my friend, so I greatly appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's if Twitter, my, my feeling about Twitter is, uh, if Twitter was actually 
a representation, an accurate representation of what the outside world looked like, uh, then I would have much greater concerns for humanity. But I have to, I have to take a step back. I have to recognize that it is just, just the the waves upon waves of stupidity that lap up in our mentions. That it's, it's just a small representation of the population. It is, it is not in mass. You're you're exactly right, and that's the best way to look at it. You know, and sometimes like you'll fire back a response. And you'll feel bad. You're like, ah, I shouldn't have done it. And then you look at everyone else is like, dude, thank you for saying that. Thank you. Thank you. You're like, okay, all right. I feel better now. We're good. Uh, before we're, we're going to talk about actual football here in a second. I don't want to waste <laughs> Alan Bell's time. But speaking of bad things that are on Twitter and bad people that are on Twitter, OJ Simpson, your thoughts. Okay. Uh, first off, that's uh, insane. Uh, the <laughs> fact that he. <laughs> that, How that the hell he is that allowed? He, I know. Like he or any, like, does he, he doesn't have a publicist. Like. Someone had to show him what Twitter was and that this was a good idea and for him to do it on the 25th anniversary of their deaths. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, sometimes you just you just can't do it. And I have no idea why he created this account. But in the world of content that we live in, oh my God. I mean, oh, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's pure gold. Like, when I saw that first pop up, I was like, there's no way that this is real. Watch the video and I was like, life is a simulation like how is this real but uh, but it is man it definitely is i i can't take credit for the line austin stanley said it this morning on the a to z sports uh, morning show uh he said oj simpson is absolutely guilty of being a great twitter follow like if you if you <laughs> on father's day on uh, when you've started your twitter account on the 25 year anniversary of the oj simpson murders and you go out on Father's Day and start it off by saying, oh, you know, Khloe Kardashian, I'm not the father. And that's just like <laughs> the starting point to the, to the two-minute video that you're getting ready to launch into. Like this, it's the greatest thing, Al. It's, it's, it's horrific. It should not be allowed. I'm also just totally entranced by it. It's the greatest thing that I didn't know that I needed. 1,000%. And like, as you know, like love Austin to death is great. And, like, that line right there is just, I mean, it's phenomenal. That should be a T-shirt, a hoodie. I would buy it in every form of clothing for all four seasons. 1,000% would. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get it in stock in the A to Z sports uh, shop coming up here soon. Okay, actual football offseason has concluded in 2019. Everybody is taking their summer vacation that is associated with the NFL, except for us because we work too hard, Alan. Um, <laughs> the, the biggest storyline is, in the league, in your opinion, is what coming out of mandatory minicamp? Man, that's a great question because I think we do have a lot of good storylines. And Yeah, I mean, the, the, the time period is dead, right? So it depends on how you look at it. Do we look at it, you know, in a small view of, like, training camp? If we, if we do that, you know, I think you look at, like, hard knocks with the Raiders being on there and everything going on with them. But if we look at from, like, a wider scope, right, look at, like, the Cleveland Browns, right? Are, are they going to live up to all the – Expectations and everything that's been placed there, and how good can this team be? Because are they going to make it through year, Week One against the mighty Tennessee Titans? Nobody knows. <laughs> well, you know what? That, like, I can't wait to watch that game because I mean, you've got two teams that are seemingly playoff caliber teams. Tennessee's going up there, and all the focus is going to be on Cleveland. So Tennessee could go up there, and I'm not saying that Tennessee's not as good as Cleveland; they're probably better. But going on the road rowdy environment like they could go up there quietly take a win and that win could pay off dividends way later down the season plus if you just look at it from that angle like everything that went on in like in game one last year against the miami dolphins Ugh. like 
Mike Vrabel, like, there's no way that that will ever be, like, they will never have a worse game. Literally the longest game in the history (laughs) of the sport. It felt like the season ended before my very eyes in Miami. (laughs) Literally, like, literally. So I think they've got to be fired up about that. But, yeah, I mean, if we look from a big view like that, uh, Cleveland's going to be a storyline. Um, you look at like the like the AFC North as a whole. Like, so you got Cleveland, you've got Pittsburgh. You know, is it addition by subtraction with Le'Veon and Antonio gone? Are they going to be a better team? But what we don't talk about in the AFC North is the Baltimore Ravens. Like, they were a playoff team last year, and arguably they got better. I know they lost to Darius Smith. But they added Mark Ingram. They added Earl Thomas. They've got. They're trying to figure out this offense for Lamar Jackson, and if they can figure out the passing. I mean, this was already a, a team in the playoffs last year. Like, they could get better. So, I think those are the big storylines. But th- there's multiple of them. There's so many good ones that, all you know, almost every team in the league has, you know, as we get ready for training camp in, what, 30, 35 days or something. Yeah. Do you uh, do you give a damn that Marcus Mariota isn't a good pa- uh, practice player? No, not that really. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think Marcus is, you know, Marcus is exactly, I was saying this on Twitter like a couple weeks ago, like, Marcus is exactly he is. Like, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? He's not a bad quarterback either. Like, he rates, you know, in the middle tier towards the top. Now, the question with him is how good is the team going to be around him, right? Like, how good is Delaney going to be coming back from injury? Is A.J. Brown, you know, is he going to be the wide receiver that he needs? Does he make Corey Davis better? Who is this offensive line? Is Roger Saffold worth the money? So, like, we, like Marcus is exactly who he is. I don't think he's going to change to a high, low, whatever. He's going to be who he is. But is the team going to be better and help him out more? Because if they do, then Marcus is going to look way better, and the team legitimately is going to go from nine wins to 10 or 11, somewhere around there. Uh, I look at I look at the Titans, and you know people people can talk about them. I mean, we have talked about the Marcus Mariota situation uh, ad nauseum. We have talked about everything Tennessee Titans related related uh, and tried to make something out of it. But uh, the reality is that they're they're fairly stable outside of the quarterback. Like this is a this is a team that seems to to have a, a definitive direction. D- d- uh, despite whether Marcus Mariota is the quarterback in twenty twenty or not. They seem to be on on a path where they know where they want to go between Mike Vrabel and John Robinson. And then I look at the rest of the division, Alan, and I see what the hell's happening in Jacksonville with Jalen Ramsey. Is there any better way to piss off Tom Coughlin than to do an Instagram live video? The two faces, arguably, of the franchise, now that they ditched that anchor that is Blake Bortles. But to do an Instagram live video with Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette and to openly talk about your contract situation and then to go even farther and say, no, 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 home team not getting a discount. You guys didn't want to pick up my fifth year or uh, you guys picked up my fifth year option, but you don't want to extend me this year. Kick rocks. This is not going to be a hometown discount. That whistle that he gave when Fournette asked him how much money it was going to cost the Jags. I felt that in my soul and the Jags had to feel that in their pocketbooks. (laughs) <laughs> that's an excellent way to put it and you're Thank exactly you. right you know and i think me and you we both on the same uh you know kind of line in the sand in the sense of we're always for players right because i do think nfl players you know with what they put up with they deserve but i'm not gonna say deserve but you know they earn uh, more money than a lot of them get yeah, however people, fans fans are very fans treat them as commodities and i, I yeah. think that makes me lean a little more pro p- player than i even probably should yeah, exactly. Right. But I also get, you know what, there's a salary cap. These are the rules. This is how we operate, you know, in the league. 
and it is what it is. So there's a reason why Jacksonville imploded last year, and this has a lot to do with it. Like, this is exactly who that locker room is. And look, like, let's be honest. If you took all four teams in the AFC South, put them on paper, Jacksonville has more overall talent than anybody. Sure. Like, especially with Nick Foles, like, he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Just really just don't turn the ball over and give it to Leonard Fournette, right? But that team is imploding from the inside, and they have been for a while. So you look at this division, I mean, it's all about the Colts. Who can take down the Colts? And I don't believe in the Houston Texans because they always have some sort of problem. We see it now with their general manager. Yeah, what like, the hell is that? Go- what, how, how inept do you have to be to not know that Nick Casario has a clause in his contract that says he can't interview with other teams? And then for the Patriots, Alan, the Patriots of all people to say, no, 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 you're tampering. If anybody would be able to identify tampering, it's the New England bleeping Patriots. And they and the, <laughs> and the Houston Texans botched it so ineptly. Like, it was incredible to I- I know. And like two things to think about. Like one, if you look at Houston, basically that entire franchise like execs up, they all came from New England. You know what I mean? Like they should already know this. And two, what we just talked about with the Jaguars, like their locker room is a mess. That's exactly who the Houston Texans are, but in the coaches and executive meeting rooms, like they are a, a complete disaster and they are every year. So I really think that this division is down to two teams. You're going to put the Colts at one and let's put the Titans at two. Now, the Titans have won what? Nine games the last three years straight, right? Yes, sir. So if they, yeah. So if they've done that and you look at just say last year, like they can turn into a 10, 11 win team. They've got to do two things. One, they have to beat the Colts. Just have to. They have to do it one time. They've got to figure this thing out. And two, don't have a game like Buffalo last year where you lose 13 to 12 against a, 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 tor- a terrible team that you should have beat. So if they could do those two things, this team could be an 11 win team. And as we look across the league, man, that's not easy to do. Like, And I mean that saying that means that Tennessee would be legitimately one of the best teams in the NFL. As crazy it is to kind of say that right now, they have everything that they want, that they need and want to win. They just have to take care of those two items. I, I look at it, at, uh, Alan, and I, I laugh because you, you bring up the Buffalo game, and, and I think people are still cursing the name of Nick Williams' future Pro Bowler <laughs> for the Los Angeles Rams that touched that or dropped that touchdown pass. Uh, but if they can win, I look at it this way, and it's it's difficult to ascribe uh, how how good an NFL team actually is, given that the parity is so clearly done correctly in the NFL. It's uh, the sport. It's what it's what makes the Patriots so impressive that they're able to sustain uh, where where everybody else is is just you know uh, in this in this same kind of tier. Anyway, I look at I look at Tennessee and I say to myself, if they can win nine games with a broken Marcus Mariota, like can they, how much, how much further could somebody like Tannehill backing up Marcus, if he is forced in action, put them over the top? I don't think there's any, any harder jump in the NFL than from nine wins to 10 wins or 11 wins. I think to get to double digit wins is one of the, one of the most insurmountable tasks, just because so many things can go wrong, like the longest game in the history of football and your quarterback getting an ulnar nerve injury and your star tight end snapping his ankle all all over the course of one game. But I, I sit here and look at this and I'm, I'm never optimistic, Alan. And I sit here looking at this team and I'm like, eh, I think, this, this could be a good thing. I don't know. They've got a nasty defense. They've got a competent offense, one would think, given what they've put around him. I think that between the two quarterbacks, they can at least get 10 wins. Yeah, like they really can. And like <clears throat> I do truly believe that I mean, they have everything they need to be good and be as good as they want to be. They just have to figure out how to get, like you said, like 
it legitimately is that difficult to add one or two more wins, basically once you get to nine, because it really is that difficult. And you talk about parity. Like, look at the Patriots. Like, as great of a run. I mean, it's the most historic run we've seen in, you know, in NFL history. But you know what? They lose to the Dolphins in Miami seemingly every year. Like, that's how hard that, like, this league is. So if the Titans can figure that out and they can figure out really who this team is, and I think where that's going to come from is the offensive line. Like, I think if Lawan and Saffold say, like, they, they just, you know, just, just really set the tone in training camp and set the attitude, and everything goes downhill from there, and we see the same Derrick Henry that we did last year. Like, this team can be really, really, really good. What they have to do is they've really just got to give – they've got to give every single benefit of the doubt to Marcus Mariota to where you don't – you know, really leave it up to chance. You make things easier, open up the pass game with the run game and just make it that much more simpler for him because he's not necessarily bad. Like I said, I put Marcus in very high regard. You just have to be a good, uh, you know, team around him. And that's almost every quarterback in the history of the NFL. Like there's a reason why we only talk about like six great quarterbacks ever it's the hardest position in the history of the world. It's like the hardest job. There's probably 15 people on the planet that could do this job, right? So if they could do that, put it all together, it seemed to be really good. Uh, you mentioned Taylor Lewan. If you were so invited, would you be a guest on Bussin' with the Boys? Oh, yeah. Anything with Taylor Lewan because, one, like I just like his attitude. He's funny. Uh, he's obviously a great football he's player. He's coming you for know, all lineage. of our jobs, Alan. He's too damn <laughs> funny. It really makes me nervous. Now that, now that he has the, all this money – to buy a buy an abandoned bus and retrofit it into a podcast studio, like I'm scared. I'm just I'm sitting here doing this bullshit at my kitchen counter, Alan. And Taylor Lewan <laughs> has a bus retrofitted with a radio studio, ready to just crush my little podcast dreams. You know what? You're exactly right. Like we should have seen it like during the draft, <laughs> like when you know NFL Network or whoever you know had him on like the live digital show. And we see, I mean, we already knew like how funny and just how engaging he is. He's gonna be fantastic, man. Like long after his football career is over. Like, we're going to see him on TV. We're going to see him on these things. And good for him. He's a good dude, solid dude, great for the city of Nashville, loves it here. So, uh, you know, hey, let's just be nice and try to team up with him. Yeah, I I, I, kind, I joked about not wanting to go on the bus because I'm afraid I might need a tetanus shot, but you know I would give anything to get on that damn bus with him. He is Alan Bell of 247 Sports. Follow my man on Twitter, at Alan Bell. 247 buddy i miss you we'll get drinks soon next time we'll have you come over to the come over to the kitchen counter and we'll do the pod in person i appreciate you stopping by hey i appreciate you man and tell everybody i said hello and uh, see you guys soon we'll do it okay alan bell always fun we'll take a quick break i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna bitch about what adam rank did today on the nfl network you're listening to the 615 sessions brought to you by a to z sports and a to z sports nashville.com Back here on the 615 Sessions, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports, Nashville.com. Appreciate our buddy Alan Bell over at 247 stopping by, spending a little of his time with us on this Tuesday evening, late arriving podcast for you guys. I'm technically uh, trying to do a little bit of a staycation with my girlfriend. She is very upset with me because I've worked, I think, almost every day that we have been on staycation, but we went to Opryland, we went to Rock Island State Park, saw the waterfalls, did all that today, and so that is why this podcast is arriving late in your feed, don't tell my bosses. Uh, but something happened on Twitter today that has you all very uh, very panties in a wad. Um, Adam Rank, who is a fantasy football analyst for the NFL Network, he was doing predictions 
for I don't know if he did every team. I saw he did the Bears and picked them to go 16-0. and uh, But he was at one of the video boards picking the games for at least two teams that I've seen, the Chicago Bears being one, 16-0, and the Tennessee Titans, which is why we are talking about Adam Rank, because I have no interest in fantasy football, and nor should you because you're adults. Uh, I, I'm just kidding. It's okay. Fantasy football, billion-dollar industry. I should care more about it. In fact, some of the fantasy football guys who I trust, like Matt Barry and, uh, and Mike Clay at ESPN, at ESPN who do exceptional work, uh, have some of the best analysis in the business. And for, frankly, I don't know enough about Adam, Adam Rank's body of work uh, to decide whether he is good at his job or not. That is not what we are here to have a discussion about. Adam Rank picked your Tennessee Titans to go three and thirteen on the heels of a season on uh, on the heels of three seasons, the first consecutive three seasons that this franchise has had a winning record: nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven. I think people uh, would complain about the nine and seven, but regardless, it's not something that Steve McNair did. It's not something that anybody else has done in the history of this professional football team. Only Marcus Mariota and these Tennessee Titans. This iteration of the Tennessee Titans, has been able to accomplish this feat. So, Adam Rank goes on the NFL Network. He's in front of one of those boards, and he decides that he's going to pick the schedule for the Tennessee Titans. We go now to the video of Adam Rank. Four games of the season are against four playoff-caliber teams going up against the Browns, the Colts, the Jags, the Falcons. You got a loss, you got a loss, you got a loss, you got a loss. Now you're 0-4, but you know what? I, even though I like the Buffalo Bills, I think being at home, you get a win there. You end up getting a win. No. You're going to end up losing to the Broncos, going on the road and losing there. What I do think you will do, playing host of the Chargers, the Chargers are going to be in a little bit of a weird part of their schedule right here where they'll be looking ahead, which is an opportunity to go out, sneak a win against the, the L.A. Chargers, one of the best teams in the NFL. And then you beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So now you're sitting here, week eight, three and five. You think like, okay, we could turn this around. Maybe there's some some hope for the future. And then you go to Carolina. You're like, okay, that you know, you lose again to Carolina. Then you got to go. Then you got to play host to Kansas City. All right, that's a tough one. All right, it's three and seven. You got a bye week. Perhaps you regroup. You make a strong run. You win out. You could probably get a playoff berth. But you got to play my friends down in Duval County. There's a loss. You got to go to Indianapolis. There's a loss at the Raiders. Loss. Okay, now we're just. I don't mean this personally. If Taylor Lewan is seeing this, if Marcus Mariota is seeing, listen, huge fans of you guys. But unfortunately, the way I see your schedule working out, three and thirteen. I don't want it to be this way. If I could have been unrealistic and given everybody thirteen wins, I would do that. But you know what? The way the schedule works out, especially with the tough start. You got some tough games here in the middle stretch from weeks 10, 12, and 13. And then at that point, the season is just starting to unravel. So unfortunately, Tennessee Titan fans, it's not going to work out playoff-wise, but you'll get a cool draft pick. So you got that to look forward to. You'll get a cool draft pick to look forward to. Now, if you've seen this video, as I'm sure all of you had, it's the most discussed thing on Titans Twitter today, partly because it's June and there's not shit else to talk about, and that's what we do uh, at this time of year. But Adam Rank uh, is is kind of kind of just doing this casually, right? Nobody would pick an NFL team to go 16 to 0 and do it with actual serious analysis. And I know a lot of you, a lot of you guys, I've seen you in my mentions. You're attacking Adam Rank because he is a fantasy football analyst and not somebody who you would consider a real football analyst. But I would again argue 
that the fantasy guys are some of the most prepared and in-depth research uh, people that we have in sports media. Uh, what Adam Rank did today is nothing but a June exercise. You get up in front of one of these television boards, you're asked to pick the schedule. And Adam Rank didn't take it very seriously. And now you all are pissed off. And all you are doing by attracting more and more attention to this NFL Network clip is giving Adam Rank exactly what he wants. It's reaction. It is something that's meant to cause conversation. It's, it's done effectively because he picked a team, one of the most successful teams, over the course of the past three years in the NFL. And yes, they do play seven playoff teams from 2018, the Tennessee Titans do. Uh, but this is done This is done simply to agitate you all and to get a reaction and to draw more attention to NFL Network programming in the middle of the summer because there's nothing to talk about in football. So instead, we're going to have a fantasy football expert get up there and pick the games because nobody gives a damn. And now you've given Adam Rank exactly what you wanted. It's exactly why when I do the Instagram questions on A to Z Sports Instagram, make sure you're following us at A to Z Sports, I do the Titans questions on Tuesday, right? And you guys get pissed at me because I won't give you record predictions. Because record predictions are the most fundamentally useless thing that we do in sports. How the hell am I so supposed to give you an actual, accurate, legitimate analysis in the middle of June on a team that I haven't seen play a single game? And I know that's not what you want, but it's not something that I like to do. I want what I say to matter when I say it. Adam Rank clearly does not care about what the opinion of Tennessee Titans fans are. Now, secondly, what Adam Rank is doing is he's emblematic of a bigger problem that we have with you guys and how you perceive national sports media. You guys think because somebody's on the NFL Network or because somebody's on ESPN that when they do these kind of things with your team, you think they have as much insight and analysis as somebody who covers it locally. And it's not like I'm out here stumping for us who cover the team on a day-to-day basis. Well, actually, I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. We know your football team. And you guys give more credence to the people who are up there who probably haven't watched a snap of Tennessee Titans football outside of to looking what Derrick Henry scored for him on any particular day in fantasy. And that gives it legitimacy. So I sit here and look at this, and I, you guys constantly crave national attention from the football media. And then you get upset when somebody like Adam Rank gets up there and tells you your team's going to go 3-13 and 13 next year. It's simply foolish. You guys, should start, you guys should start discerning. Start filtering through who you are getting your Titans analysis from. It should be us at A to Z Sports. It should be Paul Kaharski. It should be Teron Davenport. It should be the people over at the zone. And, uh, and I, I forgive me if I'm the Tennessean. Everybody who is here, well, not everybody who's here locally, because there's people whose work I don't respect and you shouldn't be paying attention to. But the people who you know do a good job, make sure you're going to them first. Because they're the ones who are with your team on a day-to-day basis. They're the ones who are talking to the coaches and talking to the people in the organization and dealing with the players and being in the locker room for the players to tell them what a bad job they're doing when you say something about the players that the players don't like. It's why we're here for you locally, and it's why you shouldn't give any credence to somebody like Adam Reich. But that's going to do it for us today on this particular edition of the 615 Sessions. I've got nothing else to say because it is June, and we've said everything that needs to be said. But Thursday, 
Keep your uh, subscription buttons on the ready. That doesn't make any sense, but do it anyway. Uh, Ty Bentley of the Ty Bentley Show is going to be our guest here on the 615 Sessions. If you're not familiar with Ty Bentley, you should be. He hosts one of the nationally syndicated radio shows that we have here in Nashville. He's somebody who's been working in this market for a long time. He's a sports fan, but mostly he works in country music. And because it's June, we can get away with having Ty Bentley on. So we look forward to that conversation. Meanwhile, many thanks to our guest, Alan Bell of 247 Sports, kind enough to let us waste some of his time here on this Tuesday. Many thanks to you guys who rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you are giving us five stars on those ratings wherever it is that you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. We are everywhere that your podcast can be downloaded and enjoyed. So make sure that you are giving us five stars on those ratings. Remember, four stars simply makes you a haters. And the people who have left me one stars, because there have been two of you, I will find you and I will find where you sleep. Uh, That being said, I'm Buck Rising, reminding you to stay hot, Nashville. We'll talk to you Thursday, right here on the 615 Sessions, brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.